Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microformulas online at microformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there you go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shonda McNeil. Our series this month is called Hashtag Squad Goals. We are sharing why friendships are so important. So far, we have covered childhood friendships, married couples friendships, and now it's time to dive into your mom friendships, your go-to moms. They help you keep it together when times get tough, but they're also there to celebrate your wins. Not to mention the carpools, tracking down your kid when they're not at home at dark, and most importantly, the moms who support you. This is episode number three of the Hashtag Squad Goal series called Mom Jeans. Joining the episode this week is my mom squad, Beth, Jackie, Nikki, and Melanie. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Hi, we're here. You are here. (laughs) I find it interesting that when we put together this episode name, I think we were kind of stuck and we're like, oh, mom jeans would be funny. But none of us wear mom jeans. No, our 14 year olds do. Okay, you're 14 year old. But (laughs) according to the 14 year olds, our current jeans are mom jeans. Like skinny jeans with holes in them are now mom jeans. They are? Yeah. Oh, and I'm wearing skinny jeans with holes in out. them today. We're out. And the side part. But the mom jeans are the high-waisted, I thought, with the with the long ass. Well, like, ass for days. Saying, oh, my skinny jeans are still high-waisted. What she's saying is that they were that. Oh, but now, but now it's thing. transitioned and it's cool for them. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and I just realized I said ass. Yep, there was a bleep there. So that brings me to the next thing we have to discuss because we kind of created this at the very beginning of this series and we've had to come up with cuss word alternatives. Mm. The two favorite words for this series have been f- <laughs> So the alternative to f- is Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. That. That's a lot to say. Okay, so Barbara Streisand for f- William Shatner for f- oh Or you can just say Shatner. Shat. That at least makes sense. It makes sense. You're exactly right. <laughs> Beth. Beth, yes, our voice of reason. Got it? Who, so I'm supposed to maintain thought of what I'm saying and then Those are the alternatives. exchange two very important words in my vocabulary with Barbara Streisand <laughs> and Shatner. <laughs> you yeah. got it. You got it. Because this is a PG-13-ish podcast. We want everybody to be able to listen to it, and we just can't have a, like, a lot of and shit going around so this is the what we have to deal with this is what we have to so accept would you shut the barbara streisand up works yes got you yes exactly so whoever rachel our assistant producer will be keeping track of anyone who like flubs up i guess messes up or says a cuss word whoever loses the contest has to pay for our next wine patio night mm. Like the whole night, Are like we doing not cocktails just around. after this. What is the what is what does losing mean? Like if you say it once, you've lost. Well, it depends <laughs> on who's in the lead at the end. Oh, so, so like, you're just gonna count how many times? Yeah. Are you counting all cuss words? But like those it, are the two favorite ones. Up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm so now I'm confused. So do I get to say the word or do I have just to say Barbara Streisand? You have to say Shatner. those, and if you don't say those, then you get yeah, a that, point. Then I get a point. It. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? You take card. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the Intentionally Disrupted podcast team, they put together some questions for us. I just got these a few minutes before we started recording. The first question is, what's the hardest thing about being a mom? Self-doubt. 
Yeah, I'm with Jackie. I think uh, self-doubt. I think just, gosh, how much money do I – like we save for college, but how much do I need to be saving for like their future therapy sessions and counseling and all the Shatner stuff that (laughs) I'm putting them through. That's good. You did so good. good. Thanks, Mom. So – yeah, parenting. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. And Nick, you're a parent of two. I'm a parent of two, two boys who currently are giving me a run for my money, and uh, it's hard. It's freaking hard, day in day out. It's hard. So self doubt. Mm-hmm. It can be harder. You could have three boys, Melanie. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Melanie, you have three boys. What would you say is the hardest thing about being a mom? Yeah, this is a really hard question because there's there's a lot. But I think the self doubt. I'm always projecting what am I doing now and how is that going to be what are they going to be like in 20 years because of what I'm doing now yeah and it's just you, you don't know but you do your best I think in today's time too like just the current state of where we're at like are they getting enough self-touch are they getting enough time with me am I paying attention to them enough like where screens even more are such a thing it's like how much damage am I causing so you're afraid you're going to mess your kid up totally like every day every day well, and then there's just the balance between am I pushing them too hard? Am yeah. I not pushing them enough? They seem pretty well balanced, but they don't seem very motivated. <laughs> you know, what's, what is the right answer? Yeah. And ultimately, they have to figure it out, and you have to let them yeah. figure and it out. Yeah, that's hard, letting, the, letting go to let them figure that out. Yeah. Beth, your mama too, what would you say, honestly, what would be the hardest thing? Well, I, I definitely agree with, with everyone here that self-doubt is huge because you're just you want to do the right thing and you want them to turn out to be the best as they can. And secondarily, with the self-doubt, when things go awry, when I do make a mistake and I know I have or or they're acting out in a way I didn't expect or then just I get really mad at myself. Yeah. I'm really you know, disappointed, you know, and then sad, you know, I go yeah. through this range of emotions because I doubted myself from the beginning. I went down a path, it totally failed. Now they're mad at me, and so I'm mad at me, and yeah. Yeah. You, you just got. But you can't show all that. You have to navigate it, you know, and still be the parent. And I, I don't think you guys will even be surprised by the answer because I agree with all of you. But for me, the hardest thing about being a mom is everything. You guys know yeah. I stress about everything. <laughs> I, again, you guys are not going to be surprised by my answer. I am safety kit in tow. <laughs> What's going to happen today? I wake up, my eyes open, and I'm like (gasps) gasping for air. Like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to Barbara Streisand my kid today? Like, (laughs) like that's exactly like that's how what's what we that's what how we think. And but not even just that, but just everything. Like, is he is he eating enough? Is he doing this? And Beth, you just said something. And I actually just went through this yesterday with my 12 year old son, Howie and Jackie. Nikki, you guys know what happened. It was awful I I feel like I hope I don't get emotional because I've had a very emotional day today but like most days but the um feel that um I I make his emotions about me Mm. I take them personally and I hate that about myself like I, I absolutely I hate it and example yesterday was he lost his basketball shorts my husband like stayed in the morning to help look. I had to get him to school. And the whole time, Howie was yelling at me, blaming me for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I, I, didn't, I didn't lose your shorts. I, I, just, I did it. But then I'm like questioning myself. Like, oh, gosh, did I lose the shorts? So I just kept it calm 
and list is let him go. And then obviously his coach gets back to me, says that they can't find another pair of shorts. They don't have them, so he won't play in the game. So then I leave work early to get home to help finish look. And then I find them wrapped up in his bathroom rug. I was livid because I had this had consumed my entire day and then keeping that in my head that he blames me for it. You know what I mean? Like he's blaming yeah. me for it and like clearly I didn't do his, I didn't do anything with his shorts. I think that corresponds with the whole self-doubt thing taking yeah. on what they're feeling. Yeah. But I also think so I have a a 17-year-old and and a 13-year-old and I feel like what I'm doing differently with my or that I know that I didn't know is that that's part of the transition of breaking up with them oh, a little bit is don't like say it. I, well it's <laughs> now melting yeah, down I know. but i mean like I, but i mean that in a good way like yeah. in a grow up kind of way yeah. like that moment when you were when you found the shorts in the rug and that anger you felt and that resentment towards how you'd invested so much emotion i know now that that's because they're going to do these things so that when they're ready to leave the nest we're ready for them to leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. I oh, wish, gosh. I just. I wish I knew better how to, like what Shonda said, not take it so personal. What I have learned is that it's not my fault. I mean, yeah. you go through those emotions, and then I can look at my 17-year-old, and I have moments where I'm like, I see his madness about something, and I'm like, a year from now, you can be mad at you because yeah. you won't be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and you'll know, you know, I mean, I... Do you I, see I just, the transition, though? Do you see the transition from, like, it always being your fault to now finally he's taking some ownership or responsibility? Or do you think that's because the frontal lobe isn't there? Like, that's well, going to come. Well, until 21, I think. 25. Or 25, yeah. I think he's, I'm not waiting till 25. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> still, <laughs> I do think he still wants to have someone to blame in most cases, and that's his first reaction. But I think I am seeing... As that he's still progressing and growing and getting ready to be out of the nest mm -hmm. and that he's going to take on those emotions yeah. in yeah. my place. And you're place. not going to be there. This is where it's really helpful having three or more, <laughs> more children or four. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, Jackie has four kids. Yeah. And then I also work full time, so I don't, I don't have time, never had time to watch all their stuff or keep track of all their mm. stuff. And so I early on have told them, I love you, I'm working with you, but you have to take some responsibility. Oh, that's good. I can't do it all. Yeah. And I always, and always admit any mistakes I made, say, I'm sorry, I'm not perfect, I'll do yeah. better next time. And you just nailed it. And, and that's the thing. For one, I'm so glad that Howie didn't, wasn't home because he was at school when I had got home and found the shorts. I had time to process and go stop like stop it like I've lost stuff so many times and I have my family looking helping me look for stuff that's not the point I need to like I just had a day it's just one of those days you know and I try to keep it together and I say don't take it personally and most of the time I do pretty good I've kind of practiced that and I just have one I have, I have one child um, I'm so thankful that he wasn't there to see it because guess what the first thing he did whenever I saw him he said I'm sorry yeah he he, he said felt, I'm sorry yeah he yeah he, he said I'm glad you found him. Thanks. I'm he, sorry. He, I'm well, so sorry. And, and that's the other piece of it is he's beating himself up enough. Right. Already. You both have to learn how to manage the anxiety of Absolutely. it all. Absolutely. You know, and it yeah. it's a small lesson that happens in your home bathroom when he's a little kid. Yeah. That someday he's going to take into his grown up life and be like, I can handle the stress. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to work out. I'm going to find what it is. Yeah. Because mom showed me how. Or, yeah. Right. Know, yeah. Yeah. And see, I think uh, I modeled her patience. I, more like Melanie, I don't take it personal. 
Like I like I remember so you're so good at that. that. <laughs> like, you're so good. You're so good about that. Well, right? but I just remember like as a kid, like did we do you guys remember blaming everything on your parents? Yes. You did? I didn't. Yes. I didn't. No. I yeah? came from no, a no, no. No, Streisand. I didn't really either. <laughs> I, I came from a Barbara Streisand like <laughs> childhood. So yeah, nothing was my fault. I think it's just the process of like growing up. Like they have to live all these emotions and figure stuff out. It's easy to blame us. Um, we're, we're, the, we're their people. Right. We're their person. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Absolutely. I have a really good story. Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> Tell your story, Beth. So, it just makes me think about this personal responsibility aspect. So they're, they have their devices at home now, mm-hmm. right, with chargers. Brody, on Tuesday morning after President's Day, came to me and he says, Mom, it's right five minutes before school starts, and he says, Mom, I can't find my charger. And I said, well, when was the last time you had it? He says, two weeks ago at at my friend's house and I'm like I look at him and I'm like what do you mean two weeks ago and he's like well I think we have a spare or I've used my brother's or and I'm but I can't but I can't find one and I'm like I was just stunned I'm like you haven't had it for two weeks I'm like and he's like yeah I've been charging at school and I need it and I just looked at him and I said well go get it (laughs) you know he's looking for you to find it right because his whole thing was you know I said well Go get it. And then that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. That sounds like a you problem. It sounds like a you problem. And I'm just like, they they just throw you for these loops. So his instinct was, well, mom will take care of this. But again, it was that moment in time where I needed to say, uh uh. No. Yeah. Because you're 13. (laughs) (laughs) We had the same incident because RJ forgot his cleats and wanted me to go back. And like where we live from the fields and back, it would have been a good another 45 minutes and I was like sucks to be you buddy but guess what you're not going to forget him next time and coach was pissed and every like I was like no tough love tough love and it killed me inside like yeah, I absolutely. wanted well, to you save him I want yeah. but then I was like yeah no absolutely. and that's to learn that's the thing that I would say that moment of that you you really want to do it for him yeah that's the worst part is just letting of go parenting in yeah. some ways because I didn't know it was going to feel like that. Yeah. 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 But and I have to like call my girlfriends and be like, here's what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, oh, we get the run on text message. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It all comes back the rambling. around to self doubt. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Absolutely. different yeah. ways. But then, oh, what is our word for B? Oh, Snoop Dogg. Because. <laughs> Because you Snoop Dogs keep me grounded. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's like Mad Libs. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. What's the adjective for? What's the what's the noun for? No, you Snoop Dogs keep me definitely grounded and keep me on the right path. So every time, like, I'm crying or I think, like, I don't cry really. But um, every time I'm pissed, you, like, I can check in with you guys and you guys help. That's the next question for us is how do you support one another? And I think we support each other in many ways. Like, Wine. <laughs> yes, right. Wine how many on the patio. how many nights we we live in the same neighborhood and we have this little neighborhood Locks. mercantile like restaurant bar and boy we'll sit on that patio and we'll get, we'll lose track of time. My husband is always like, "How many bottles tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> or we'll go to Beth's porch. I know. Yeah, I mean we've we've done that and that's how we we kind of you know we support each other that way, but we also support each other. It's like I think we all love each other's kids Mm -hmm. and we protect them and we were there for them like carpools you know yeah I was gonna say for me it's the connections that our kids have that help me stay tied because I'm not that great at 
connections, yeah. but my kids' connections help me find people to connect with. For sure. Well, that's that's the reason why we're oh, together. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's the reason why we're here is our boys are good friends, you know, so that's naturally going to bring us together, and that, that's kind of what it's done, but we help each other with carpools, sleepovers. You know, Jackie, you even, I forgot to blow out my candle the other day, and you went over and blew out my candle <laughs> at my house. It's like, it, it, it's on so many levels, you know. Um, I've gained 87 pounds in, in three years, and now Jackie and Nikki, you two are at my house at 5 a.m., and Nikki's whipping it, whipping us into shape, which is far Barbara. too early. Yeah, Barbara. Beth Beth and Melanie Barbara. want nothing to do with the 5 a.m. <laughs> the 5 a.m. workout at my house. I but, didn't either. <laughs> and you love my morning cheer. It. It's morning time. And she says, <sighs> Barbara Streisand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our next question would you have handled childbirth differently if you could redo it? Yes, 100%. I have birth. Two natural childbirths because I have blood clots. And so I was eight months pregnant with RJ, and I ended up with a DVT of the left artery, something like that. And it ballooned to, to the size of like ginormous all the way down it just I ended up in the emergency room so eight months pregnant I I like you're swollen you're uncomfortable like things hurt right and so when you tell your doctor this or you call in they're like you're eight months pregnant you know but as it starts (laughs) to get bigger you're like um something about this isn't right right this isn't right so I ended up in the ER they're asking Arn if he was ready to have a baby now if we had a plan in place if I died. I was like, who asked that over? Like, they're asking that over me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still here. And uh, they had me alive. flat on my back. And then she comes in and she's like, so I know you were planning on having an epidural, but from here on out, you're going to have to have a natural childbirth. And I was yeah. like, what? What yep. the William Shatner. And I remember, uh, what, yes. And I remember exactly where I was. I was on my back. <laughs> She's talking to me through the bar of the, you know, because the side comes up and my head, my head is like turned over. And uh, she tells me that. And if I could have like grabbed her neck through that bar and pulled it That's to what you me, wanted to do differently. And then you she would have strangled I would doctor. have strangled her yeah. because she handed me <laughs> or you would have some natural <laughs> childbirth book that was like a bunch of bull Shatner and I was like (laughs) who does this and so um yeah I would have done that different but I will say this with um Nathan my second one because I knew I couldn't again have I still have blood clots um I had a natural childbirth again but I did hypnosis um the second time and it was absolutely fantastic you had the opportunity to be more prepared I did I did but I was no blackouts I want to strangle my doctor oh my gosh (laughs) well I wanted to strangle Arn because um Uh. like you say these scripts and you've got to practice and he would always fall asleep through them like he would be so like tired (laughs) that I was crying because I'm like this isn't gonna work it's not gonna work again and then he'd be out like (laughs) I was like you more words <laughs> bad words but I was like oh my gosh but anyway it worked perfect um I had Nathan in like 20 minutes totally hypnotized um actually so fast he was almost born on the connector wow so yeah um I think yeah. I think I would have picked a different doctor because <laughs> I am like getting ready and I had a polynidal cyst 
Ooh. removed like two weeks before Howie was born. I actually had it removed. They couldn't put me under because I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So they had to put a local in and like legit, I was like Seabiscuit on this bed. They were, they were, they were cutting, <laughs> they were cutting this, this cyst out of my tailbone and Dave almost passed out. He's holding onto my hand and just freaking out. So I get this thing removed. Thankfully, didn't go into labor. They induced me about two weeks later. And at the beginning of my pregnancy, I was torn between two doctors and I just chose the wrong one. And here's why. Uh, she's too nice. So I had the, the cyst removed and um, you know, two weeks later, here I am in labor. And the doctor comes in or you know, the anesthesiologist comes in and was like, hey, your cyst, because I still had, they had to pack my wound. And oh. where the location of it, they couldn't give me an epidural. So you had natural too? So I, <gasps> so I was, I had to go through the whole thing. I, mean, I felt like I my vagina was on fire. Natural Ring a fire, baby. It was terrible. <laughs> Cheers. So thankfully, last minute, right before I was dilated to six, they said they could come in and do an epidural. The, the anesthesiologist, the first one didn't, I was going, you know, had shift change. The first one said no. Second one said, yeah, we can just do a little higher. I'm like, thank you. But it was like, I mean, shortly, I went from six to 10 in like no time. But so then it was time to call my doctor to deliver the person who's been with me from day one. She was being too nice because somebody across at a different hospital decided to um, have a natural birth willingly and lovingly, like wanted a natural birth while well, she was having a panic attack. And did not, she's like, give me the drugs. And it was too late. They could not give her the drugs. So my doctor decided to stay with the crazy lady who decided to go with the natural birth and leave me hanging. So and I got. you were not the crazy lady? <laughs> no, I wasn't. At this time, I had an epidural at this point. So then, so then I get the backup doctor. This is where, this is where it goes south. He comes in with his hand in a cast. <laughs> The dude's missing three Barbara Streisand fingers. And I'm like, what? Where's your, what happened to your hand? Turns out the dude has like a hobby of building stuff and he was in his woodshed and he chopped off his, fu- his, I didn't say it. I think I you're, think, I think um, your pain. I think your pain. He chopped off three of his fingers. Did they put him back? Buildings? No, I think they were still missing, but they were casted and they were up. And I'm like, what happened to your hand? So he's telling me the story. I'm about to die. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. So Dave, okay, doing the best he could do, right? He's holding my legs up and he just sees the doctor with the one the one hand doing this motion. <laughs> and Dave's like, I think I'm going to pass out. And Cleaning I'm like, your pipes. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, side to side. Well, then what makes it worse is that as Howie was coming out, Dave screams, oh my God, Shonda, he doesn't have a face. (laughs) And I start freaking, so you guys know my anxiety is already through the roof. You guys know. So suddenly I have a two finger doctor, right? Two finger doctor in a cast who who like is in bad shape. Then I have my husband telling me my son is just born without a face. He missed the whole thing (laughs) in the childbirth classes that they come face or face down, right? So he's like, head, 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 head. Shonda, he doesn't have a face. And I'm like, oh (laughs) my God. I'm screaming bloody murder. The nurse is pissed off at Dave because he's he caused this chain reaction to freak out. <laughs> it was a disaster. So long story short, I would have chose a different doctor. That's it. I would have chose a different doctor. Or and kicked mo- your husband out. Or kicked him out. <laughs> I don't think any of the doctors really plan on being there with you at the end. I totally do not. Oh, I, I, I had, was so mad. I had none of mine there. Oh, I had all mine. What? <laughs> of course By you course. did, Jackie. Dr. Brian Hodges at the women's clinic. 
<laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Melanie, would you have done anything different? Well, I guess I was lucky because I had a miscarriage before I had my three kids. Oh. And the doctor that I had then, I just felt like, you know, I had this miscarriage and he sits me down and I feel like he's reading a script to me. I feel like, is it Snoopy oh. where they're like, wah, wah, yeah, wah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sitting there just devastated and hearing this script, and I, I left him after that. So I was lucky enough to have that experience without having the baby. Not that I was lucky to miscarriage, mm-hmm. but, um, and then I asked around a lot more the, for the, you know, yeah. next time and yeah. got a fabulous doctor. But I did only have him for one of mine because I had him during work hours. Mm. So that was the deal <laughs> with my doctor. Nice, <laughs> as nice. long as you birth during work hours, Nine to five. I'll be there. <laughs> so. And I only had women. Doctors. Oh, yeah. Me too. I well, besides the three. Mine were both women Besides the two-finger yeah. guy. I would say <laughs> I... That's wrong. I will just say that my first birth experience enabled me to be in a much better place with my second. Yeah. And um, what I so what I would say is, ladies, there is nothing you have to experience. We live in the modern world. Do what you can, yeah. and get it out. Don't get, don't get it out. Don't don't get it out. And and there's nothing you have to experience. So the natural childbirth, women have done this for centuries. To me, is a myth. I think even though I had to have two natural childbirths, mm-hmm. I think, though, what gave me power is finding the right person because I found um, a hypnobirthing coach and a midwife who who let me question the doctors who were like, you don't have to be induced. You don't have to like you can wait until, you know, and and yeah. all the reasons why. And so I think that's what now I'm like, su- that's what now I'm like super. Right. Um, passionate about telling pregnant like you make the choices right like, you, you decide. tell them yeah yeah, yeah. Abs- Can I absolutely mine in real quick yeah, yeah sure go ahead um i would find another uterus <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes! <laughs> jackie with the singer i don't even have mine anymore mine was a di- no was it, I mine had, was a richard well i had mine two premature babies Allie and cole were premature and then um they discovered well, and so Cole, I laid on hospital bed rest for two months. <gasps> I was on hospital bed rest for two months. And then with my last two, I got a surclage. Do you guys know what it is? No. It's like a cinch purse where they... They cinch s- up your... your well, the, your uterus. Like, uh, I, well, I don't know. Yeah. It's like yeah. a cinch purse. They tie room. you closed. Yeah. Your, <laughs> your room? The, ac- the <laughs> access <laughs> point <laughs> is, is, the access point is not open. Right. It's cinched clothes. Yeah. Ditched up. <laughs> Nothing's getting in or out. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will finish up the last two, three questions. Here's Micro Formula's life coach, Sarah Fisk, with the one thing you need to know. Hold up. Here's one thing you need to know. Hi, this is Sarah Fisk, life coach with Microbe Formulas. And here's one thing you need to know about mom friends. The diversity and variety of the thoughts that we think is oftentimes directly related to the people we talk to, to the books we read, sometimes to the TV shows we watch. And we all know as moms, sometimes you're not reading a lot of books or even having a lot of time to watch TV. So sometimes the very best way to enhance and even challenge your own experience of motherhood is by having other mom friends. When you're in the same situation with someone, when you are fighting the same battles, when you are meeting the same challenges, 
Did I say children were a challenge in a battle? Maybe I did. But when you're with another person, another mom who is in that same life with you, they can often be the softest spots for comfort, the greatest places for information, and also the greatest source of fresh perspective just when we might need it most. It's got you thinking, doesn't it? You're like, give me more. This is Intentionally Disruptive with Shauna McNeil. All right, so we are back with our last two, three questions. I think that's all we have time for. So next up, what is your guys' favorite thing to do together when you don't have the kids? Drink wine. Oh my gosh. On the patio. Yeah. I think that's easy. Not be responsible. Complain. For somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) And that. (laughs) Our last girls, I thought that's all we did was kind of just like, we just vented because it had been so long because of COVID, right? I mean, Melanie, we all got together and we were just like, well, we're almost strangers. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, you're not, but you just don't get to see them and we're just seeing each other on text messages. Yeah. Well, just that time is where you can just share, here's what's going well, here's what's not, and not feel like you're alone with what's mm-hmm. going on. And not being judged. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's the most important thing. We're not yeah. going to be judged. We're all such different parents. Like, I yeah. was going to say that, too. Right. But, like, parallel parenting, I think, is good. You're like, Well, and it makes me feel like the struggles that I have or what I'm doing wrong is is common. Like, yeah. you're, we're all facing these things with our kids. My yeah. kid's not the only crazy one. Right. Your kids are crazy too. That's yeah. what I just said it. I just said it. I was thinking, I was like, what'd you just say? Your kids are crazy too. Well, this brings me to the next question. Um, all mom groups have a clean freak mom, a helicopter mom, it's not a big deal mom, a planner mom, the strict mom, the boy mom, and the voice of reason mom. What about the cool mom? Who would get each title? They didn't put the cool mom in there. Wait. Read through one more time. <laughs> I this written out. Yeah. All mom groups have a clean freak mom, a helicopter mom. Clean freak. It's not a big deal mom, planner mom, the strict mom, the boy mom, and the voice of reason mom. Who would get each title? Well, I think you're voice of reason. Beth yeah. is definitely the voice of reason. I, I think Beth, you're Beth boy mom. But Be- I think you're I um, whatever, let it go. Not a big deal. Not it's a not big a big deal, deal mom. I'm strict mom. And yeah. you're um, the first one. The clean freak mom? Yeah. She's a couple of them. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm a planner, maybe too. Helicopter too. I'm a planner, too. I, yeah. I'm i the here's a check mom. That's <laughs> true. You are really it. good at that. Oh, yeah. You are so good I at love that. it because... And I like that you own it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Beth and I, have I just a, don't have... I just... It, it, I, I want like, to contribute. Way you I do. want to contribute. You always contribute. Well, Shonda has to... Like explain it to know. Yeah, so so typically how this all breaks down <laughs> is that tell them know, about the text message. Like yeah. you'll send. So I will send text messages. I'm typically the one I think that you're plans the party our stuff. mom. You're I, the group planner. Yeah, I yeah. plan. I plan our stuff. Plan our get together. You're the most like, anal. Yes, absolutely. And so and the slumber parties are at your house. Yes, absolutely. Not, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. They they broke. They're, they broke. They're they definitely broke Shatner. Off. They broke Shatner. Oh. So <laughs> so we're not. So yeah, next yeah. time Brody says it's a it's a sleepover. I know he's it's, lying. It's a it's a late over. They barbed and, and the late over stuff. And the late over the late over ends at nine thirty because I'm in bed by then. <laughs> they barbed um, and some Shatner up. But wow. like with Beth, with you, Beth, you know, I would plan stuff and and I would be you know if I was like the room mom or planning a party at school or whatever i know beth and i'd send her a separate text message and say hey slip a 20 under my mat 
<laughs> party's coming up next week. And we just had that agreement. I know. I know she wants to contribute. And she and I say, hey. And you respect that. And I do. Right? I totally. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I love about us, that we just respect each other, who we are. We accept yeah. each other for who we are. And I'll even tell Beth, hey, the back door's unlocked. You could sneak in, say hi, give, give Brody a kiss, and you can leave. Say hi to everyone. Bye to no one. The good old Irish goodbye. <laughs> do Perfect. it. That's your thing. And that's okay, right? Um, so, okay, so I would get what? Clean Freak Mom? I totally am a clean freak. Total. Clean Freak Helicopter. You think I'm a helicopter In a mom? good way. Like in a yeah. good, really, really, really caring way. Yeah, because I, mean, I I feel like I let Howie do what he needs to do. However, I, I do, I mean, he's an only child, so he's like the center of my world. I mean, he completely is. There's no there's no question about that. But See, I do let him experience things. I do oh, let him. Oh, for sure. But yeah. my kids are the center of my world, but they're not... But like right, my everything, right? And he is. That's what I'm saying. He's like an only yeah. child, so he gets right. all of my attention, yeah. all of my time. Like I try all to the let the boys know that um, I'm not going to be there for yeah. everything. I'm not going to be. Yeah. There's going to be times where like you're going to have to have a like. I, maybe I won't make it to all your games because there's something right equally important to me that I need to be out or that's pulling at me yeah and I want them to know that um they'll be okay right and that's okay um and that wasn't a hard decision to come by but I was listening to some talk radio at a time and this mom was just explaining this out and I was like oh my gosh I am important too yeah. and so what I want and need it's not easy I mean Jackie and I were talking today like when you go when okay when you ladies go shopping how easy is it for you guys to shop for everyone else? Oh, I always do it. I did it yesterday. I did. I left Howie's game early, and I, did, and I told you, I yeah. texted both. I said, "Hey, I'm going shopping for our trip to Mexico," and I did not get anything for myself. Right, but the, for but, else. but my plan will to go shopping for myself. But I come home with yeah. nothing for yeah. myself. Everything for everyone else. And so I, but but also in that, like I, I try to teach. I don't the have boys. that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. You don't. You don't? Oops, yeah, I, I was just feeling a little guilty. <laughs> No, that's no, good. No, no, that's I, I, I don't. I'm not a big shopper, but if I'm gonna go shop, mm-hmm. I treat Mama. You do, good for yeah. You. Good, for good for you. you. Yeah. My husband is our shopper. I send him. <gasps> I see right. him to the I store with yeah. the boys. I see him at Winco all the time. Yeah, he loves to shop. Well, he loves Winco. That's great. We talk. We actually talk. No, Albertsons. We talk well, a lot. Albertsons. My husband shops too. Because, but mostly because he thinks he does a better job than I do, and so I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, right. Yeah, Beth again, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you do it. I see a pattern. I think you know. I have been. I've been seeing a therapist since what? I was 15 years old. You guys know I didn't have the greatest childhood. I didn't, and I so I deal with a lot of things. And I and I took parenting classes before we even thought about having kids. I mean, we didn't have kids like till five years. I think after we got married, and. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm very self-aware. Like I'm, I'm aware of. Like I know that I'm anal. I know that I'm, um, you know, over the top. I know that I'm anxious, and I work on those things every single day. It's just a constant battle for me. I, I, my mom didn't go to anything. My mom didn't. My mom was never there. Yeah. So of course, in return, I want to make up for how I felt as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to miss anything of Howie's. And so I'll be there. And I, again, that's that whole thing. Like I'm trying. I, I I never want him to feel how I felt yeah. growing up, and but I'm but I'm also aware that I, I know that I have you know me personally I have some stuff that I just need to yeah. let go well, of, but it's hard. We all show love in different ways. Mm-hmm. We are all different people. Yeah. yeah. And when I'm feeling a lot of self doubt about my kids, I always come back to, do they know that I love them unconditionally and that I'm doing my best? Yep. Yeah. Well, exactly. Good. I will say. Um, too like when I feel when I feel that way too like 
Jackie, you're such a all is good, <laughs> let it go. Oh yeah. Um, voice like you have the voice of reason too. I think. I think you we all do in some really way. Good voice of reason. You're more of like. Thank you. Duck off. What's that water? I off? was just gonna say. Um, I think one of the Your things boob. that has helped me with the whole mom child separation anxiety is being a working mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I am a working mom that travels yeah. away for periods of time. Yeah. And I remember when I started traveling was years before we even had our first child. And I remember saying to my husband when I was making the decision about taking this particular job that was going to be traveling, either I would leave the house Sunday and come home Thursday night or I'd leave Monday and come home Friday night. And that was the gig every week. And I remember talking with my husband and saying, if we are going to do this, if I'm going to take this job, you have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't go away every week and have you say, oh, I wish you were here. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. This the is guilt. so hard. Yeah. And, you know, I need you to say, have a great week. I'll yeah. see you when you get back. Yeah. And if we can't have that, have it that way, then it's going to, then I can't do it because I know I can't do it. And and I think that has applied to how I look at my children when I because le- I've had so many moms say, I just don't know how you do it. I just don't know how you leave your children like that for so long. And oh. I simply say, if that's I kind of a snotty thing to say, cool. kind of a little well, bit. Well, yeah. they don't mean. I don't think most of them mean it that way. I think they mean it like they don't think they could do it. And and there's two things that I do. One, I trust my husband, mm. and I trust, and I always paid for really good childcare. I mean, yeah. people that complain about paying for childcare, I'm truly blessed because I was able to pay for really good childcare yeah. and that was a priority. And then and and so I trusted the people I left my children with. And then the thing that I did for myself was if I went away and worried and felt bad all the time about being away and what I was missing, I would have been miserable. Yeah. So instead of doing that, I went away and killed my job mm. and was successful at it and did my best and came home and savored the time that I had with them. And it you know, it was just it was just a trade-off, but for me that's how I got full and then mm. at the same time they were with good people. They were always so excited to see me come home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would have great quality time together. And I think I have truly independent children you because, because yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, if I if they <laughs> sometimes too much like, do we have to be together? Why are yeah. we, you know, yeah. why are we hanging yeah. out? But I mean, to me, I think you just have to own the space that you choose. It's not good or bad. It's just a choice. Right. Own your path. When you waver, cry, drink. And then get back on it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, pivot. One yeah. of the, and, and so, you know, I, I've, Brody, Beth, your kid, you know, he, um, who is, I, I've taken, he, he's, he's going to do something, amazing. he's going to do something awesome <laughs> in oh my his gosh. life. And he's, he's so proud of you. Yeah. He's so proud of you. And Melanie, I, I have experiences with both of your boys. Melanie, you travel sometimes with your job. And, um, 
you know, your son Josh, I had had both boys in the car, and he was like, I got to get home. I just want to give my mom a hug. I've missed, he, he's, he's, he's like, I've missed her so much. He's like, I'm not going to, because they had an option to go out and hang out with his buddies, and he chose you. Aww. He's like, he's like I, I know. And it was this, I go, oh my gosh, Josh. He's my baby. <laughs> he is your baby. <laughs> Joshy. All right, it's time to wrap it up. Should we do a cheer, Mom Squad? I know. Three, two, one, Mom, mom Squad. squad. Mom squad. Oh, oh my gosh. I think, I think we have to be drinking to, <laughs> to really work. We can make that really good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Coming up next week is episode number four of the Hashtag Squad Goal Series. The podcast team will join the show and we'll be talking work friendships and work hard, friend hard. That's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.